podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Post-fight pod here for Amir Khan getting defeated by Kel Brook. Andy's on the call. Matty's here wrapping Rob Kelly. People enjoying themselves in the chat. Big fight, bringing out the big names. We'll go through the chat very shortly. Andy, we'll get stuck straight in with you. Knockout was waiting to happen. Amir, he looked shot, man. He just looked like a shell of himself. I was expecting a decent firefight. Not necessarily Hagler Hearns or anything like that. Bean was getting excited. A cacophony of noise. Everyone was having a great time there tonight. I just wanted a bit more. I wanted it to be a bit more of an even contest. It was too one-sided for my liking. Yeah, it was. It was very one-sided, actually. Everything at Brook landed flush. It was hurting uh, Can Big Style, rocking him. Fair play to Can, man. He, he, he hung his balls out there as as per usual. Um, I really did feel feel sorry that uh, probably halfway through that first round, it Can had to find something early to hurt Brook because, as I say, he just couldn't take the shots. Um, and so he kept stepping in uh, into shots and that he was every time he threw a shot he was dropping his hands getting caught with the hook it's um, look that's what it is it's just it was people were happy to see it I kind of felt that it can might have started a bit quicker maybe more dominant possibly on the jab quick hands but he had none of that feet were shot speed's not there um as I said, I thought when he got hurt, like, I don't know why he just didn't get on, on the jab, triple the jab up and just fucking move. Brooke just walked him down. And um, a wee bit erratic as well. He's fallen short with his own punches a wee bit time for time, Brooke and that. But he, he could afford to do it because, as I said, when he did land, he was just fucking rocking can right down to his foundations and that. So I'm, 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 not, I'm not too pissed off about the stoppage. I see some comments about people not being happy and that could have been going on and that. But look, it was, it was only going to go one way. I mean, you want to see you want to see a guy go out in a stretcher. You want to see him badly knocked out. Um, he's got to see the fight. And they all predicted it. Well, I did anyway, that, 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 that Brooke would win by mid-range stoppage and that. Um, Matty picked can by points, I'm sure. No, I didn't, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but, yeah, look. Fair play to Brooke. He stepped in. He won the fight. You know, can's done his bit. He's tried to play the mind games and all that type of thing. It's done nothing at the end of the day. Both are shot. Crawford's got to be embarrassed. You know, that's probably Crawford's biggest ring walk. And he gets embarrassed like that actually on the back end of it as well. So, yeah, fair play to Brooke, as I say, and fair play to Domingo. You dirty, clatty bastard. Yeah, Albert Ross says Amir jelly legged from round one. Matty, you're yeah. disputing Andy's uh, prediction. The your prediction there. I said inside six rounds. So I'm taking a W for this, even though I said Amir inside six rounds. Just small particular de- details, Matty. We're not going to uh, stick on the particulars here. What actually did you predict last week? I, I believed I predicted Brooke by stoppage. Well done to you. Go yeah, on then. What transpired? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know why. On it. I, I, no, I, I'll do it. Let me tell you how I got fucked. So I saw a really interesting one, and it was just stupid bet. And I'm like, yeah, I'll put fucking 10 bucks on it, whatever. And it was Amir Khan to get knocked down in in any of rounds 2, 4, 6, 8, or 10. So to get a TKO 6 with him on his feet was a real kick in the dick for this guy. Ryder last week, Amir this week. You're getting sorry. battered, Matty. Left I, 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 I am getting battered. I did put some money on Linares uh, losing today, so so we got that. But I'll tell you what uh, what here. For, for the people like you, Steve, who predicted Amir Khan on points, well, I don't know why you guys keep treating this guy like a welterweight. What success has he had at welterweight? 
when has he proved that he could take a punch at welterweight? Um, what, what, what I uh, said this was about was going to be a battle if it was, if, uh, Khan's everlasting speed, um, was going to be enough, it was going to be better than what timing Brooke had left with, uh, his time out of the ring. And Brooke still has exceptional timing. Um, I think, uh, this might give him a false sense of confidence and he'll go into a bigger fight and get his ass kicked. But the story of this fight was always going to be Khan is going to get stopped. Um, it'll be entertaining while it lasts because Khan fights are always entertaining. Um, but Brooke still has good timing. Um, he, he has that right hand. Uh, the, the, the counter jab was working. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what, what uh, uh, Special K runs into next. Well, well, what do you think? Just before we bring Rob in, what do you think he's going to run into next? I, I, who, what, what Walter Waits are hooked up with, with uh, Shalom? You know, that's. I guess that's the question. Is, is he really tied in with that? Is uh, can he? Nah, I'd say he work go outside. Away. Free agent, dude. I'd say Shalom. Yeah, just go put away. Up like. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I could see him um, being uh, in a PBC fight uh, potentially um, against against one of those guys because most of the routes to the title go against that one. Maybe he'll even go back with Eddie against Connor Ben. Um, I, that that's actually an interesting enough fight in my opinion. Um, I actually would take Ben by stoppage in that one, but it's a good fight. Yeah, I just yeah. Sorry, I just seen something on Twitter that Khan's got a rematch clause for this fight. Are you, are you fist fucking me? No, I just see that there's Jim Jim Carrius says I still uh, still have no desire to see Brooke fight anyone in the top ten. He's past his best. Khan has a rematch clause. We could see this fight again, but for Khan's sake, I hope he hangs up his gloves. So I yeah. agree with the, the last part of that. Obviously, I've been saying yeah, that I've been saying that for long it. enough. Actually, even before this fight happened. No, you have you have to be fair. No, even though there's a rematch clause, I can't see it. Des saying there, Khan's legs just went heavy and he can't hold a shot. I had Brooke by stoppage, but I'm sad. I boxed with Amir when he was 12, and I've always had the soft spot for him. Best wishes, mate, says Des. Best wishes to you as well. Rapping Didn't Rob he Kelly look nervous as fuck? He, look, he did, but maybe he knew. Maybe he knew, Rob. That's why he looked so nervous. He was coming out knowing things that we didn't about his condition, about what he was be- about to bring to the party or not about yeah. to bring to the party. Well, look, yeah, it, treatment done at his back in that as well. So, you know, it was all toxic. a bit, yeah. It was weird, dude, wasn't it? It was like, you know, Andy's just alluded to it, and I was just going to get to that. Like, we've been saying on the pod, as fans of the sport, and generally, like, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fucking super fan of either guy, but I like both guys. Like, I've enjoyed their the, the careers, probably cans more so, and Brooks, when you look back at it, mismanagement, but that's another fucking, or mishandling, that's another story, even in Ed, uh, to go down an, another night. But, you know, we've been saying, we've been calling for Amir's retirement because he's been showing fucking visible signs of deterioration in just his speech and just the way he carries himself. So how was that going to translate into the ring? I didn't get a chance to, to call the fight last week because I got on late. I couldn't split them. I didn't really know what the fight was going to look like. But after the first round, as you know, I, I stuck in the boxing, boxing Nutter's messenger group. This is the worst I've ever seen Amir look like. His feet his feet were more alarming. The, the, the fact that his feet were shot were more alarming to me than anything. His feet looked like chewing gum. He had no kind of lateral movement. And there was no jab. And the flurries were just, they seemed like he was just throwing them for the sake of it to try and stay in the fight. It was like he was almost selling wolf tickets. And I, I thought on the way to the ring, look, as you can be fucking body language uh, expert uh, retrospectively. But on the way to the ring, even he looked fucking, he looked completely out of it. Um, whereas Brooke, di- Brooke didn't. And Brooke never looked in trouble in the fight. I, I mean, I thought I had it one round each after two rounds, but that was probably being generous to Amir. I think probably lost all six rounds, took a drubbing. Um, was getting beaten up from fucking fifth uh, from the fifth and sixth round, and I think it's a fair stoppage by Lachlan. To be honest with you, um, you don't want to see Can go out like that. It probably, I, 
I would have had no problem with Khan calling his retirement after the Crawford fight or Brook calling his retirement after the Crawford fight. In a way, kind of happy for Brook. You know, he chased the fight for long enough. He Amir's had his big nights. He's had his Olympic glory. He's had his kind of young man winning the world title. He's won world titles at two weights. He's fought out in the States a lot more. He's made a lot more money in the sport. But this was, I always felt like early days, I was, I've been saying it on the pod for years, I always felt like Amir, not that he was afraid of Kell Brook, but I think he knew that Brook had his number and he hated the thought of losing to him. You know, he'd rather lose to a Canelo or whoever else, or whoever else he, he could make a fight with than, than Kell Brook. So in that, from that respect, I'm happy for, for Kell Brook. I thought he looked good tonight, but looking good against this version of Amir is what, like... Um, he didn't do anything particularly special in the fight. It was, it was a lot of uh, um, one, two straight punches and, and left hooks. So he didn't look, compl- you know, like a world beater or anything. But yeah, I hope we don't see the rematch. It was a good event, a nice way for the two of them to end their career, grudge match and settle it, shake hands and fucking, you know, we don't have to see it again. But credit to Brooke um, and credit to, uh, credit to Amir as well on a great career. And I hope that's for his own health and all that. I hope that's the last we see of him. Well said, Rob Kelly. Forget about Storm Eunice, the Texas Tornadoes flying in here. Gabe, it's good to have you on the call. I'm going to agree with rapping Rob Kelly, actually, Gabe, something he said there. Khan looked wild, disorganised, even for him at his peak, at his wildest. He seemed like he was throwing to stay in the fight, just trying desperately to land something big, Gabe, to try and turn it around, rather than having any great confidence or belief, I think, that he was actually going to get back into the fight. Absolutely. I agree with Rob uh, on one thing there, too. Khan's always known this was going to happen to him. He's known for years. That's why I avoided the fight for so goddamn long. It's the greatest thing ever because I, I wanted to watch this fight so long ago. So many years I wanted to watch this fight. We finally got it. And I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I know it's it's not the meaningful fight that it would have been much uh, much longer ago if it would have happened a, uh, a while back. But in some way, you know, for, for, for Kell Brook fans, for the fans of the guy that – and they said that, you know, I think he's better. I think he's better than Amir Khan. I think he can beat him. You know, it is a little bit of retribution in that regard. Um, you know, I don't think the fight goes the way it did, you know, if it would have happened whenever it was at its peak potential, uh, whenever they were both doing the best that, that they – could at the time um i think it would have been a lot more competitive fight uh con was faster then i mean you could see that now even in his past couple of fights he hasn't been as fast as he was at his at his absolute best but i think it all goes back to you know his his time with freddie roach i mean freddie roach the way that he trained him i thought was the best style for him um you know you could say whatever you want to but i don't think his his time with uh 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 what virgil uh Hunter was was the best time, you know. I mean, he tried to make him into a boxer, and that's not what he ever has been. He doesn't have a brain to box, you know, and that's not a knock on him. He's always been physically good enough to get, to get by without being a uh, a really good boxer. Kell Brook's always been a better boxer. He, he Where he lacks, you know, the speed or some of those intangibles, he's always been made up for it with his boxing abilities. So I love to see it, uh, and I just wanted to come uh, rub it into some of you guys' faces because – uh, some of you guys who were with us on the forum recall, you know, all the times back long ago, whenever people were uh, touting the Khan to win a fight like this or what have you. So I just kind of had to be a bitter fucking 
asshole and come spoil some people's day. <laughs> I need to check on Donnie. I didn't even think about texting him. I hope he's okay. You know, I mean, he's got a family. Donnie may be, Donnie may be an award somewhere. No shit. He, he was he was adamant he was going to come on after this fight, but I think that was when he assumed that uh, Khan was going to win. Um, so uh, he's he, gone into hiding. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to take his lashing like it like a man. I think all of us here have taken it. You know, we've all we've all had a bad a bad I call last week. You see, he was coming on. Oh, we, well, I can't wait till he does. I'm going to stick yes, it to him. Someone was asking after him that during the week. Actually, I think it was Sam saying, "Where's Donny?" So hopefully, he'll come out of hibernation, chasing we, those ambulances. We've literally been, uh, uh, you know, discussing this the, this fight for a decade or better. You know, it's really interesting. It makes you feel kind of old. It's it's like a nostalgia moment. It's it's like, uh, you know, like uh, Mayweather-Pacquiao, but like you know, not even like the dollar store version. It's like what what you find at a yard sale on the table for a quarter. Um, but you're like, oh shit, I re- I remember that game from my childhood, and uh, it was what it was. But um, yeah, I it, I I honestly I I kind of gave on that. I think that really any version of Brook beats any version of Khan. I I just I don't think Khan was ever meant to be a welterweight. I, I think 140 was his max. Uh, Matty, just before we move on and bring Dominic in, who's joined us on the call, uh, one of the guys mentioned Bomac there in the corner. Obviously, he's a good trainer, clearly done good work with Terence Crawford, but I think there's a concerning rise in heavy corner men now. Is Bomac too fat to be competitive? I mean, do we need to see this? <laughs> I, I don't know about that one. Um, you know, as far as a strategist, you know, you don't have to be um, mobile to be, to be a good strategist, uh, we've definitely seen lots of obese coaches of, of, of many uh, sports throughout the years. Um, but I, I think Bomac is just a bad choice of trainer for uh, for uh, Khan, Steve. And it's because he he does teach fighters how to, how to dig, and that gym is that he runs is a, a little bit of a dog gym. And and Khan is so fragile. I, he he needs to fight at like a fragile fighter should he should always be moving around he should always be on the back foot um he should be like a a a bouncier version of vladimir klitschko you know jab jab and if they get inside of that touch take that half step in and grab it'd be boring as hell but based on what he is that's how he could be successful uh more successful than he was because he made a lot out of what he had but you know it was always a matter of time before he was going to get knocked out again that that can even target Brooks' body once. No, I've got that on my notes, Andy. Did you? Yeah, I've never seen him go there once either, actually. No, it's a good point. Right, Dominic. Uh, anybody who's WhatsApping me, by the way, I just had to turn it off, man. It's going wild. I can't keep up here, Dominic. I can't keep up with the pace. You're disagreeing with Gabe, having a bit of on pod beef. What's your what's your beef with Gabe, Dominic? No, I've no I've no beef with you. I'm, I'm just pinching myself that I'm actually on the call with Texas' finest. It's fucking raw beef, man. Raw beef. <laughs> Capitals as well. It's a, it's a castrated beef. Um, no, I, I'm just actually picking up what the, what Matty was saying. Um, I think Matty hit the nail on the head about Bomac being just such a just a bad choice of pain. I mean, I don't know if any of you saw the tweet Alex Arthur put out on Wednesday or Thursday, I thought it hit the nail on the head. He said he he hired he was talking about Khan. He said he he, he hired Freddie Roach because he wanted to be like Pacquiao. He hired Virgil because he wanted to be like Andre Ward, and now he's hired Bomac because he wants to be like Crawford. And then he said Kale Brook um, trains with Dominic Engel because he wants to be Kale Brook. Um, and I thought although that's over egging it a bit. But um, you say Flex Wheeler then. <laughs> I think it gets at something, you know. I think, I think it's sort of, um, 
I've always thought Amir's willingness to sort of, or his, his reluctance to settle down for one trainer with any length of time um, has really harmed is I think he could have been an, a bit better than I think he, he, he sort of restricted his, his own potential a bit and the reason I'm saying that is what I've said in the chat there um, I remember being so impressed with the two back-to-back performances against Louis Colazzo and Devin Alexander um, I thought um, he um, I just thought his uh, he looks so impressive those two. And I thought that was that was the only time I've ever thought he might beat Brook watching those two performances. But it, it just makes you think, you know, this fight has is more out of date when it actually happened than Mayweather Pacquiao was. I mean it it, it should have happened in twenty fourteen, but of course it's not people say it was Khan's fault, but I mean Kale went and got himself after he won the world title against Porter, we know what happened next. He went the he went to Tenerife and Got himself. Got Who knows himself what happens? Do you know what happens next, Dominic? Who knows what happened next? <laughs> you can't believe that very much. But, um, it's uh, you know, it, 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 he sort of he never had that sort of. Um, it was really just a stupid thing to do. You know, it was unprofessional. You know, if you're, I'm not saying he would have got the con fight then, but that was the time it should have happened. You know, when they were both Brooke had just beaten Porter, and. Um, Khan, I thought, looked sensational in those two fights. I know they weren't. I know Louis Colazzo and Devin Alexander aren't. Um, you know, they're, they're not maybe the same level as Brooke, but they were. They were good fighters. And going into those fights, I remember especially going into the Colazzo fight. I remember a number of people thought Colazzo could give Khan trouble, but I was just impressed because under Hunter, for the first time, I thought he's actually disciplined. He's managed to discipline Khan into not. Um, you know, taking chances with his chin. You know, when he gets hit, he's he's got he's sort of imposed some discipline on him not to trade when he gets hit. Um, and he wasn't getting into those difficult spots that he got into early in his career. But um, I just thought, yeah, it was a good stoppage by Victor Lockman. I thought, um, because I I thought Brooke didn't have, I think it could have gone on for a number of rounds like that because Kel's timing probably wasn't just what it was a few years ago and therefore there was a potential that the fight was just going to drag on for a few rounds with Khan taking um, too many. So, um, yeah, look, looking forward to what happens next. Um, as I said earlier, Steve, um, there's word going around that uh, the winner of tonight's fight would be lined up to fight Eubank next. And, and sure enough, Eubank did an interview tonight. Um, I don't know if anyone saw it and he was sort of saying... Eubank said personally he wanted Khan to win, but business wise he wanted Brooke to win. But he said him and me and Kale have unfinished business, so I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Sky will put that in pay per view, so they will. There's no doubt about it. If, um, and that would that would be a fight. I think it would do it would do okay numbers. But um, they say they say obviously that Ben moving up to Eubank is unrealistic because he's a lot smaller. But Kel has always struggled at that kind of weight, hasn't he? And the fact he's gone up to fight Golovkin before would make it a little bit more palatable. Yeah, I could see the fight being made at a catch weight. Maybe um, it could be made at middleweight, or it could be made. It could be made for a vacant. It, it could be made for some sort of. They could engineer for some. Surely, surely you bank meet one sixty. Don't don't yeah. give many fucking ideas about a vacant title. Don't be putting that shit out there. No, I'm 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 not. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying what other people will. 
you know, the, the it, it could be made. Look, it's a big enough fight um, for for the casual market um, to be put on pay-per-view in the UK, um, whether we like it or not. Um, um, I, in terms of, I remember the conversation you the guys had a few months ago um, when the fight was made, whether the winner of this fight tonight could potentially face Conor Bayon. And mm-hmm. I just thought about it last week and I thought, Actually, because KL this fight was at 149, it wasn't at 147. I don't think Brooke could really. I still think I still think Brooke would beat Ben even now. I have to say, there's not enough evidence for me that that Ben is um, his body of work is absolutely scant as far as I'm concerned. If you're running, if you're running from Avenition, um, you know I don't think he should be taken as a any sort of a favorite to beat Brooke. I think Brooke. Um, but I think it's more likely if, if two opponents, Connor Ben or Eubank Jr., I think it's more likely Brooke will face Eubank next. Uh, those are the two options. We've had Sammy Vargas, Chris Algieri, throwing Robert Guerrero, Kel Brook. Why not? Let's party like it's 2013. Rob, Mohamed well, Malik well, says, props to Kel, kept his composure and got the job done. This is the thing, Brooke, he was compact and composed like a man on a mission. He seemed like really focused in there. Everything he threw seemed to be landing and hurting Khan. As we said, it was a bit more disorganised and wild. I think we did um, a bit yeah. well hit. I have to be honest with you, I slightly disagree with that. No, I think, I, I think, yeah, I think both things are true. Um, I think he was a little bit wild after the first round, and then after the second round, you saw Ingle say to him, "Listen, he's thrown because it's shit or bust. You've, you know, you've heard him. Just take your time. You're going to get to him." Like, and that was evident, wasn't it? Like after three rounds, he was just beating him up. Um, he did everything right. Yeah, he did, he performed perfectly in the fight. He didn't lose. He probably lost one round slightly. Um, and dominated the rest of the fight. It was a one-sided fight, like, and it was a it was a beating. I thought, um, as I said, I had no complaints with the stoppage. Um, so I think probably Eubank was there for a reason. I think if you're a boxer, Ben Shalom is a young, good-looking promoter, isn't he? By the way, youth is on his side, isn't it? And he hasn't got like a Eddie Hearn love child that one. Four billion a dead or nothing. He's like a new and improved Eddie, isn't he? he? Doesn't talk as much. He's a nicer guy and everything. Much better as the face of guy for me, anyway. Even in it. Um, but I <laughs> he bet doesn't he have a full right? You know, you've seen that full stadium or full yeah. arena? Yeah, he wouldn't have liked could that, would he? Could have been Sweet me. Caroline, they were playing, he fucking cr- cracked up there, just kicked the TV over. Um, no, he but kicked uh, his cat I, like Zuma style. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, yeah, fuck's sake. I, I think uh, Boxer will, will push for that, uh, Bank, which is a terrible move for Eubank if you're at this stage of his career, by the way. Like, I couldn't say any more blatant cash fucking grab, but it is a big domestic fight. The same people who loaded into the stadium tonight to see that fight will turn out in their droves again to see uh, Kel Brook versus Chris Eubank Jr. So, Rob, it's surprised. exactly it's exactly what Eubank's all about. You know, it, it, it fits perfectly into what his whole career is about. He's not really about yeah, challenging bluff. himself. Yeah. He, he never wanted to fight the likes of Golovkin, the likes of, you know, even the likes of someone like Andrea or people like that. It's 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 just like the old man. You know, the old man never fought the likes of, um, you know, Tony or Mike these sort of guys. Um, I'm not saying he, yes, he was a great fighter and he was brave, but those real big challenges that he... he for one reason or another, he managed to avoid. Um, and uh, I don't think Eubank Jr., I think he, he said it himself tonight in the interview, he was he was basically calling it on, saying that's what he wanted. You know, if he's anything like his old man, he'll take uh, make ballsier moves near the end of his career than near the middle or the beginning. 
He might fight. He might move up and fight Lawrence Coley twice. <laughs> there you, there you go, man. That's he's at the fucking. Next, he's at the end of his career. He's thirty fucking three years of age or something. This <laughs> is, is the end of his career. Is he that fucking <laughs> yeah. old now? Jesus yeah. fucking Christ, man. Uh, I'm not looking. You know, my my birthday is a week from uh, t- tomorrow. A uh, week from tomorrow, and yeah, I'm just not looking forward to the years passing by, guys. Uh, we're looking back on these things, and it, it seems like yesterday. And we're like, that was over a fucking decade ago. Well, fuck. It's a uh, it's crazy times, but Matty, um, it's ten to twelve here, man. We don't need any more depression. Thanks for much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all old. But I was thinking, you know who Khan should have went two years ago? Yeah, fucking um, the um, Adam Booth. Language barrier notwithstanding, I think Ismail Salas. I think Khan should have accepted that he had an amateur style and ran with it. Well, he might. Marty, as well do, you not, do you not think Matty was under Hunter? What do you think? What I was saying, Matty, under those. Can you remember those two fights against Colazzo and against Devin Alexander? I thought that Khan was. Yeah, I, I I think that that was a great example, and I think that as Salas would have gotten something uh, very cl- very close to that out of him too. Is um, those performances they were responsible, and at times his offense was dynamic, right? And it's. I don't know why he got away from that. That was a good pairing. Yeah, but look well, at the record with Steve. Cuban trainers, I, though, when he went to Jorge I remember Rubio. There was a, yeah, I remember that. I remember Frank Warren saying that he let Jorge Rubio pick Warren read his press cut as the opponent. Um, he, he might as well have gone to fucking Ismail because he's gone with everyone except the fucking leader of the Boy Scouts at this stage. Like he's had fucking uh, every trainer possible. <laughs> Only Manny Stewart has fucking passed away. He would have been, uh, I'm sure, fucking recruited at some stage. Like it's fucking... You know, well, the Bromac one was a strange, strange choice for me, to be honest with you. Now that you mention it, I did. And what does that say about Bromac as a trainer? What was the game plan for Canton? Because whatever it was, he couldn't fucking pull it off. He didn't execute anything. Like, and he didn't look like he had a game plan. He didn't fight like a guy that had a game plan. So, interesting kind of take. And what Bromac probably doesn't give a fuck, man. As long as Crawford's fucking around, he has, uh, he has the number one guy, or one of the number one guys in the sport. But... We going I'd like to, to see what he does with another fighter. We're going to England. I remember there was an interview you were talking about why the pairing with Virgil Hunter didn't persist, didn't you know, endure. And I just remember looking at an interview when the relationship sort of broke down. It wasn't, it didn't break down with animosity, but Virgil Hunter was just saying he was trying to get calm to sort of spend more time in the, in the Bay Area. Um, and uh, you know, permanently sort of base himself out there that he sort of felt lifestyle wise, Amir was sort of going for training camps, and then you know he he would go back to England or Dubai or wherever he was going, and uh, Hunter he wanted him trained, trained for like what was it twelve weeks for this fight or something? Who are you on the can this this fight tonight? Aye, yeah, I mean, he, I don't know how long he was training for it, but I mean, in terms of what he was like tonight, his offense was. Was all over the place. Um, you know, he was. It was just sad to see how. I mean, what was known about his vulnerabilities, fragility, but his his attack was just. Um, I mean, I've always thought. Have you have you not thought throughout his career that as one of his big problems was that his 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 hands were too fast for his feet. Oh That's yeah, a well, good he point. Windmill, didn't he? It, 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 there was no coordinate. I think his hands were almost too fast. You know, it was like. You know, his the, hands windmilled him forward, and he sort of would have fallen into opponents and stuff, often getting clocked. Yeah, I, I just thought, you know, you know, he always left that chin hanging, though. He always did leave that chin hanging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he used to do that for years. I, I was at a wedding years ago, and I met this Dublin guy, and he was a massive Amir Khan fan. He was like, "Oh, you like the boxing? What do you think about Amir?" And I was like, being honest as always, I was like, "Well, he's a great fighter, like, but he's going to get knocked." 
knocked out because he keeps coming forward in straight legs and he hangs his chin up. So in one of the next three fights, whatever way he goes, he's going to get knocked out. And I think this was before the Lamont Peterson fight. Your man was not having it. Like, was like three fights later, Danny Garcia was after stopping him. It was just, he hasn't, no matter who he's gone with and who's the co- who has been the trainer that's, you know, he said Freddie didn't really teach the defense, so he went to Virgil. But whoever he's been with, and even before that, I can't think of the guy's name who he was with before he sacked off and went to Freddie Roach. Who was that? It was Oliver, Harrison. Oliver Harrison. Harrison. Oliver Harrison. Yeah, 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 Rubio, Oliver Harrison. Oliver Harrison, yeah. Sacked him. Who was he? He went with the, oh, who was, was it the Cuban for the Prescott fight? Yeah, so, so, I, Rubio, yeah. yeah. So has it always been the case that his ego has made the decisions for him? So it's not me. Like, I'm not doing anything wrong. It's the Colts. I'm fucking, you know what I mean? I'm America. My blister has been. I'm the Olympian. I'm the superstar. So it's not me. It must be the trainer. You know that way? So he's, it's like he's got comfortable with the team around him or whatever. We got comfortable with allowing him to make decisions just to sack off the trainer and go. Rather than actually, like, he ha- what, what has he approved over, over the, with those uh, changes in trainers? Not much, like. Not, I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from. Him. Obviously, he is what he will. He yeah. is what he is, and he was a super fighter and always exciting. As I said, always value for money and always fucking show balls and all that. But what did he really improve? Like he's just less than the sum of his parts. You know, I. I mean, that's what I think. I see. Do you know what? To. I thought in the Canelo fight, he fought absolutely amazing in the Canelo fight. Boxing, boxing. He did. He, he really <laughs> did like pass from that mistake. He, he just fought a huge guy. You know, I mean that. He just Canelo was huge uh, compared but, but, to him. Even if you remember back to the, I always think the worst knockout that he suffered was the Donny Garcia knockout because he should never have been losing to someone like Donny Garcia. And if you remember that fight, the first two rounds, he, he looked, he looked, he looked he great. Threw, he threw an uppercut, a right uppercut from mid distance, and got countered, left himself, as I say, his chin hanging, got fucking, fucking wide open for it, hooked to the and neck. It, the, it was exactly right, Matty. The, yeah. the hook caught him worse than being caught. It caught him right on the flipping. Yeah, but all the the connecting. He laid with a right uppercut for mid distance. Yeah, I remember watching. I remember watching one of those ring magazine sort of demonstrations with B Hop, and he was saying rule number one when you're throwing the uppercut: always be, you know, don't throw it from, you know, out from a from a distance. Make sure you're you're basically on top of your Mm -hmm. opponent. Um, just like a technical point. But one thing I'll, I'll always say is, you know, we're talking here about. The sort of mismanagement or Amir not really fulfilling his um or no sort of being undone by his, his, his fragilities and so forth. But I've always myself, I've always um preferred Brooke as a fighter. I've always preferred his um just the way he goes about his business inside the ring. But um I can't let this being on here go without also drawing attention to the fact that his career has been managed. Rob um referenced it earlier, but and I was thinking about it over the last few days, Steve, just as the fight was drawing closer, I was thinking, who is ultimately to blame? And you hear a lot of stuff behind the scenes about what his old man, Terry, apparently he's a, he's a difficult piece of work. But um, if you think back after when Brooke won the on the title against Porter, all those fights against the likes of the PBC guys, Thurman, they were all there to be made. Um, if you're brave enough to go over to America, okay, the likes of Thurman weren't going to come over um, to Britain. But if you look at the bad relationship uh, with the BC people, it wasn't conducive to setting up um, fights like that for Brook. I remember, you remember Frampton went over, fought Leo Santa Cruz, the first fight, I was a PBC. If you believe you're good enough, and I think Brook at that time would have been good enough to go over and beat a, 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 a Thurman, beat a Donny Garcia. Um, but I think I think what basically happened was Eddie basically burned his bridges with 
um, other promoters, especially PBC, and there was no way. Hyman, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if you, I think Brooke was good enough to go over to America on an American card, and and at his peak at that time, but he wanted the real. It's, it's hard to know ultimately who was to blame, who behind the scenes was. You know, Brooke, I think, wanted those big, massive UK pay-per-view nights, and they were willing to go go in with Golovkin and all that that entailed. But um, I think Brooke's an awful waste of potential, personally. No, I agree. We'll blame Eddie just to be on the safe side. Andy, just before I forget this point, or we're going to make it to you quickly now. We mentioned it earlier. One thing we can agree on when it comes to strategy is that Khan was getting rocked about like a shell and he neglected Brooke's body completely, which was strange. He just couldn't get there. Yeah, possibly part of it as well, mate. Maybe it's about a desperation. He got he got tagged very early in the fight, and then it's just it's come down to the fact that like he was he was chasing it after. I, I said to you guys in the WhatsApp that well, he needs to hurt him soon. Um, got on that jab. Um, he drops the hands. He gets caught with the hooks, and he look as I say a, a bit broken. That this is why I was kind of like uh, disagreeing with one of the one of the uh, the listeners. When he was trying to kind of like press it a wee bit, even he was trying to finish can off, he was he was missing a wild shots, even uppercuts, and that camera somehow dodged them for fucking dear life. But as you say, mate, he, he, he never tagged the body, never jabbed at the body as well, never threw any hooks uh, as, as well. And it says if you're going if you're going to fucking fight, or if you're facing a guy who's going to like walk you down like that, you got to target the body. You really got to because you know a man don't live by his head; he lives by these organs. You got to fucking savage him, and. It's just, he just he just didn't have it, and part of me is disappointed because I didn't expect Khan to start quick, quick on the jab, quick on the quick on his feet. But you know he's not got the pace anymore. He's not got the legs. He's not got the fucking you know he's not got the foot movement anymore. I think um, if that had been like the Khan or the Katelnik fight, for example, I know it's different weights. It may have been a far different fight to be honest with you. But as we said, it's just two guys trading on the name value at this point. But Moving forward, I'd like to see Brian Brook fight Eubank, for example, because that, that is the kind of like route that Eubank's on at this point, isn't it? He fights fairy vets, fairy dames, and that's his career, a mirage. Uh, David Coleman's thrown in a 449 Super Chat, kicking things off tonight. We usually go for about an hour or so. What are we on now? 33, 34? Yeah, we go for another uh, 25 minutes or so. Thanks for the content, lads, anyway, says David Coleman. Always thought Brooke had the beating of Khan. Happy he got the monkey off his back tonight, steady on, David, and put those demons to bed. Gabe, Khan <laughs> was buying every feint that Brooke threw. There was one point in the third round, I think it was, Brooke shimmied forward and Khan's head shot up like a spring with the shimmies and the holding on. He was holding on for dear life at times. I don't know, it, the reflexes just weren't there, Gabe. He was twitching like fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, I mean, you know, for you guys, I, I've known you guys for a long time. Maddie and Andy, probably the longest. And I've never been a con fan. I've always reveled in his in his brutal knockout losses. Um, I always just thought he was built up to be more than he was, and I think in some cases it was more of his general attitude that he perhaps thought that he was more than he really was. You know, he you always chased those me. big fights with Pacquiao and fucking Mayweather. And look for those big, huge paydays. And so I never really liked the guy kind of based on on those things. Um, but even someone like myself, and, and, and I've done the same with Donaire in the past, another guy that I'm not a big fan of. Um, 
admit that these are skilled guys. You know what I mean? Like they're doing it at a level that's uh, by far greater than anything that most people do in the sport. Um, but tonight you could see, and, and like I mentioned in the first bit where I, where I kind of threw my thoughts in, you could tell it wasn't anywhere near what it would have been at its, at its peak time. And I think that, you know, what we saw from Khan was just a reflection of, of all the time that he's been put out all the time that he didn't do anything. Um, and, and in general, you know, the, the toll of age that is taken on, on, on every fighter really, um, you know, so it didn't really surprise me to see him look as, 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 vulnerable as he was and you know i mean like i said before he's really just never had much of a boxing brain i don't feel like um in in comparison to a lot of other fighters obviously um he can maneuver his way around enough but yeah he just he really didn't look all that great tonight too which you know while i would love to gloat more and probably vehemently uh, and rub some people's noses in some shit. I mean, really, the reality is that that you know you could tell um, from the outset that that Khan wasn't anything but a shell of what he's been in the past. Um, and so, like you said, I mean, he was biting on on feints. Um, I mean, really, it looked like every time he got hit, that his legs started doing the little quiver jelly thing. You he know, hurt by a jab. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I, yeah, show, I saw that and I, I was like, wow, what? Cal has dropped people with a jab before, though. To be fair, to be fair, he's got a good hard jab. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Absolutely. But I mean, you know, you think back about about some of the premier fights that, that Amir was in. It wasn't a jab that did the work. It was a big punch. You know, from Danny Garcia up, uh, if I recall, it was kind of in the ear-ish, neck-ish area. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it was never, you know, I mean, he, yeah, sure, he got hurt by some small punches, but he got really detonated on a few times, too, over his career. Um, but tonight, I mean, you could see he just has nothing left. He definitely needs to to stay gone. Um and not try anything else again. I saw that. I believe a few people had said that he in the post uh, fight presser that he was retiring or said that he would or whatever. But uh, I mean, I definitely think it's time for sure. Um, to be fair, I didn't think he needed to take this fight and, and his, you know, the things that he was doing in the ring and the way he behaved uh, in the ring kind of demonstrated that his time has been over for a while now, you know? So um you know, but he he made a lot of money. Fuck, I mean, he made a lot of money, had a lot of big nights, gave me a lot of enjoyment watching him get knocked out. So that's always, you know, I, I, I'll take it for what it's worth. I My wish thing. you would have fought Timmy, man. Well, yeah, Gabe there is laid out. That was the golden think? age, man. There was a time at that one forty division, you know, that that awful business that that that. Uh, Tim Bradley and and Devin Alexander fight at 140. I mean, I remember a time, you know, way back in the day. Now we're now we're aging ourselves a little bit, you know. But but I remember that back in the day, it was something that everybody was fucking pumped about, you know. Um, everybody was like was excited for that one. Fight. It was such a shitty fight. It, it was. It was absolute garbage. Um, 
you know, and then and then you had like all around the time you had you had Con was there at one forty, uh, and and Madonna was there at one forty. I mean, there was like a ton of 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 like you could do a tournament with any any combination of those guys, and you would at the time you were thinking this shit's going to be fucking great, no matter who fights who or when or where. And you know, I think too the the climate was a lot different in in, in boxing too because at that time you know you knew there was some some obstacles that had to be overcome for to make some of those some of those fights happen but at the same time it wasn't like it is now where everybody was you know kind of in that same mindset well oh fuck we know that's not going to happen you know like now you know if if we had that same climate we would know you know khan's not going to fight madonna that's just not going to happen or whatever situation you have, you know, I always, I mean, that was a golden time at 140, but I think that was like the best time for Amir Khan, to be honest. Um, I'm kind of like you, Maddie. I think his best time was at 140. And I think that's, you know, I, I think he was probably too big. I think he would have grown out of it at some point, but I think he could have definitely stayed longer, but he was chasing the money. He, he, he that's another thing about Khan that I always kind of didn't really care much for. He never seemed to be in it to, to get the best fights and to really test himself, you know, and I always kind of admire that in a, in a fighter. And, you know, I feel like he was always just chasing the big money fights and trying to get the big payday, um, you know, and he had the, had the backing and the fortune of not being completely fucking mismanaged like Kel Brook was, you know? So I don't know. I mean, I, I, on one hand, it's fun. It was a fun thing to see, but on the other hand, you know, it's just a, it's a shell of what it really could have been at the time when it could have happened. I mean, these guys could have taken so much money back in the day, so much money. And, you know, they still did okay today, I suppose. But, um, you know, long ago, this thing would have been <laughs> such a rich fight for everyone involved, you know. I'm sort of hoping that the, the one thing Khan and Brooke Vons could could both agree on was the sort of, sort of happy occurrence of Eddie not getting his pound of flesh from tonight's Action, but I I want to just agree with what what Gabe's just said there. I mean about Khan. This is why I preferred Brook because you know at the time when Khan was saying he was over in America chasing those big money fights. I mean I thought it was cringeworthy. Do you remember the time Steve uh, Pacquiao came over for like a tour of uh, the UK? It was before I think the Mayweather fight. No, maybe it was after. I don't know why it was before or after the Mayweather fight. But they did this thing on on the old Sky ringside set and. Khan was following him around London the whole day like a flipping groupie. It was it was embarrassing, and even the way that he when when, when he was uh, I remember as well. Do it, you know, to be honest with you. Sorry, Andy. I would do it myself to be honest with you. If it was money, yeah, well, only that. But but well, well, I just thought it was too. To me, I thought when you look at the fact that the fight never came off and the Mayweather fight never came off. You could, I, I could sort of justify it if the fights actually happened, but you have to sort of ask the question: How how realistic were those fights um, ever ever to happen? You know, I just thought that the the, the Brook fight was would have been a lot. He would have been the essay Brook. I think if Khan really had wanted the fight back then, Brook would have, or the people who were negotiating for Brook, they would have even accepted back then. Khan was the essay and it could have happened, but. Um, I don't think Floyd was ever going to give him that work. Uh, I don't. I think um, he was probably calm. As I said, he was too impressive in those two fights against Devin Alexander and Louis Colazzo. So um, we'll never know. But 
Why the fuck does it look like something that's gonna be uploaded to police evidence in the bottom left of the screen? Here, hang on. Before I bring him in, Chris Burns has thrown in a 179 super chat, so thanks to Chris Burns. Shout out to Joe Burns. Here he is on the call. Donny, there's some hate going on here for your man, Amir. Now, he wasn't at his best tonight. We all know that. He's always given us exciting nights. Matty and Gabe are hating on him. Are you ashamed to be an American tonight, Donny, with these two? <laughs> yeah, if, that, if that's my company, then yes. Hey, come on, Donnie. What did you make of it? <laughs> I mean, look, the, like uh, you know, <clears throat> you know, like in coming to America, when uh, you know they're like, uh, well, Rocky Marciano kicked Joe Lewis's ass, and the barber says, well, Joe Lewis was 106 years old. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, look, Amir clearly wasn't in his prime anymore. Donnie, they're the same goddamn age. Yeah, but but contract out of the game years ago, he made all of his money. You know, Brooke needed it more than he did, and and uh, and he needed it, and he got it, and you know that was that. It was a it was a cash out fight for Khan. Um, that wasn't that wasn't the guy that we know in the ring. I mean, it was just I mean, you know, that was a shell of himself. So, I mean, look, good good for Brooke for doing that. He'll uh, resurrect his career if, if that's what he wants to do, or he can ride off into the sunset. Either way, I have laryngitis, so I don't have too much to say. I just wanted to come on and listen to all your bullshit. I, I mean, they're the, oh, they're the same age. Like uh, like you little he's asshole. In order, how rough as fuck, how he's many years? Like the asshole, baby. That's what he's been doing. How? Well done, well done for getting Bob Arum on the call, by the way, tonight. Thanks, Bob, for joining us. <laughs> 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 like Bob Marley. So how many years does Jerky Why don't, off why don't you shut the fuck up? How many years does jerking off on Skype take off of a man's career? Because for being the same age, in the ring, they looked a decade apart. It was ridiculous. Seven years, eh, Donny? I've done it, know. <laughs> Come on, Donny, throw it in while you can still speak. Anything else to add? Hey. <laughs> tight one, though. Tight one, though. <laughs> Don, oh man, Donnie, mask up! You're gonna spread the COVID, motherfucker. Uh, I'm negative. I'm negative. I just, uh, I just tested myself, so it's just, it's just a regular old cold. And seriously, like, you look down there, and it feels like you say, "I'll tell you where the body can be found if you leave ten thousand dollars on the corner of Simpson and Wales." <laughs> Yeah, Donny, this will cheer you up. Pavel Senkovs has thrown in a 179 super chat. He said, considering Steve's stance on pay-per-view, was it worth it? What is my stance on pay-per-view, man? Pay-per-view's not dead. I never said that, Donny. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Hearn. You're opposed to paying for anything, Steve. <laughs> I think Donny and I are the only people on the podcast who well, pay for boxing content. I fucking wonder, man. We pay a bit 50%. Sushi grass. <laughs> I'm not turning into the goddamn feds or anything fucking... like Dan Raphael. Yeah, call other Dan Raphael. That's what you are. Oh fuck off! Oh. Wait again. I, uh, I, uh, I, I support this this sport financially. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's all because of viewers like me. What did you watch it on tonight, Matt? Yeah, like was it ESPN tonight? Yeah, it was on ESPN Plus, which is a package I have to pay seven you additional dollars a month for. God. And they also had the uh, the uh, uh, Lenaris. That actually, that actually is a good app. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's where I found out about B 
beach soccer. It's fucking epic. The goalies are usually the ones that score the most points on the field because it's short. It's fucking epic. Points on the field in the soccer. Yeah, all right, man. I think everyone can agree this lag is enhancing the podcast here. Andy, what about Ricky Hatton, man? He looks some state, didn't he? He looked like he just, I don't know, when he just turned up at one. Mate, mate, he, he, he reminds me of the guy who walked into the pub at 11 o'clock in the morning right, for a few pints say, I'm going to watch a game. Oh, by the way, he could go and turn up on television as well. He's going to have a fight shortly. It was an exhibition against, was it uh, Barrera, I believe? Ah, My God, man, what a state he looks. But, uh, no, well. Did he, how long was he? His team got beat in the last minute, too. His his team equalised, like, 92nd minute, I believe, and then fucking Harry Kane scored the winner 95th minute, man. He must be raging. (laughs) What are you saying, Rob? I was saying, um, fuck, what was I saying? I was going to say, oh yeah, how, how quickly into his interview with Sky, I didn't see it tonight, did he mention his big nights in Vegas against uh, Floyd and Manny Pacquiao? I don't know, I had, the te- I had the sound turned off until the ring walk, and then I turned it on and being goes, a cacophony of noise, and I just turned it back on mute oh, again, that mate, was all I mate, heard. All mate, he was, he was, he was, you might have heard it, mate, he was like, because he had pen, pen folder, it was a fucking disgrace of commentary, just, we'll just put that out there right now, but... I waited for fucking Bean to say it's, it's beginning to heat up in here. Then Cowell always starts stripping off during commentary. <laughs> you, know. you, but, missed, um, you missed uh, Steve, you missed uh, fucking Kel Brooks Walker song and he came out to All of the Skypes, All of the Skypes. It was brilliant. Michael Buffer turning up like fucking, like a fucking washed out Christopher Lee. Um, fucking, I don't know how much money <laughs> he Doesn't Donnie kind of look like Hatton? Crawford, Crawford looked like the most pissed off man in the world that he had to sit and watch the fucking fella he was training get pasted and he had to sit beside Chris Eubank Jr. as well. He looked like he didn't want to say shit to Eubank Jr., didn't he? I, I will Did say, though, I mean, there was a... There was a... Sorry, go ahead. I'll go on, no, I, I, Go ahead, Donnie. No, I, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, you guys are going to laugh, but, you know, the biggest fights that can be made are fights that can be pay-per-view, I'm talking about economically, fights that could be pay-per-view in more than one country. <clears throat> and there was a time when, you know, Floyd Amir Khan made sense. Floyd didn't seek that fight out, even though it would have been huge pay-per-view on both sides of the pond. It raises questions. I mean, there was something in him that he didn't like. The guy that we saw tonight wasn't that guy. He would have been, he, Floyd would have had him biting on so many fucking feints, it would have been ridiculous. And he doesn't hit his Oh, I, I agree Floyd wins the fight. I don't know, I agree wins the fight. But the thing is, is that he didn't seek it out. You know, I just, I, that, that, that does strike me as strange. No, I'll go this far. Floyd doesn't hit as hard as Brooke, but he's arguably more accurate than Brooke. I don't, I don't even know if it's arguable. He's, he's more accurate than Brooke. And and he he also is willing to walk forward when he knows that he has somebody's number in the right situations. Like I think the beating that Floyd would have put on Amir would have been so fucking bad that we wouldn't have seen this fight tonight. His career would have been shorter than this. Uh, right, okay. So before we go on to the undercard, I'm sorry, we're going to have to do it at some point and close up for the evening. Let's see what everybody thinks about what's next for both fighters. Starting with you, Matty, Khan, Brooke, where do they go next? Where would you like the, to see them go next, etc.? Rematch, baby. So, so, Jesus Christ, no. I, I think, <laughs> so I think if we really do consider a Brooke a free agent, um, I, I think what, what we're looking at is probably that he is going to um, 
he's going to either get dragged down 147, where he probably isn't going to comfortably make the weight. That's a hunch um, to take on Connor Ben, um, or um, he's going to uh, do something and, and have a more comfortable fight at 154 pounds. Somebody threw Tim Zhu into the chat, and if Tim Zhu looks good against Terrell Gaucher, I like that fight. I don't think it's good for Brooke. Um, but but uh, but Tim Zhu's a fighter on the way up. Tim and, Zhu's uh, called out Charlo because Castano's yeah, pulled out of that, that's that right. rematch. T- no Zhu. shit to they're, fill they're, in they're, on short they're notice. They're pressure on the WBO, aren't they, to <laughs> pull Castano out? So, yeah. you know. Oh, my God. He Wait, Castano just Daniel pulled out of the Charlo rematch? No, I don't think he pulled uh, out. I think he's, he's having surgery, he's injured, isn't he? He's injured, I think, so Zhu said he's happy to step in. Oh, that's gangster as fuck. I believe he's in America these days. I, I, dude, I, dude, I'm all about that, man. I would love to see that happen. That's, yeah. that's an exceptional fill-in fight. And the thing is, though, the thing is for Zoo, I mean, he's he's proven he's the best that era where, where he's from in that. But it's a big step up to go for what he's been fighting. Crawford's, Crawford's saying he wants the winner of Castano and fucking Charlo if he can't get. Yeah, I've seen that as well, mate. Thought we're going to like middleweight. I'll yeah. be fucking. Yeah, oh, watch that. I definitely watch that. Anyway, Susan, well, if that's the case, I'm sure that Errol Spence. Corn, Book, Andy. What, where are they going next? Hatton Bomb says Corn, retire, Book, retire. So the bit of variation from Hatton. Oh, I've been calling for Brook. Yeah, sorry, if I can't retire for years, he's, he, you know that. Brook, he's been he's been in the ring, I think, believe the, the same like, time as what Can has, maybe even slightly, slightly less or whatever than that. But look, Brook wants to go again. I, I, I believe the Eubank fight is possible. Um, I didn't want to see him in with anybody, anybody in the top ten. Even Thurman at this point, if you want to rank him top ten, I didn't even want to hear Conor Ben's name. Um, I don't even want to hear Ortiz, Boots, Spence, any of that shit. Right? He needs to retire as well. He's he's a name at this point. Do you bank? I, I think you bank was ringside the other night as well. Um, it makes business sense. Um, the trade on the name values again is is is, is said quite often. So maybe the Eubank fight is possibly another payout. You know, you know what I'm saying? Another pension fight. So depends. I mean, it look, it looked good tonight, in all intents and purposes. But it's not saying much. Come on, every time he hurt can man, he fucking rocked him badly. So uh, you know, Eubank at one sixty would probably be his, his swan song, I believe. Can needs to go retire. Is he fighting for glory or fighting for cash? I guess is cash. is what is it's what cash. you have to ask yourself. And if it's cash, probably Eubank. It's cash. Eubank's the same, mate. Eubank's always been a bit, you know, risk reward, right? And if it's fucking least risk and it's got the high reward, that's him. And that Brook fight would probably make sense. Pay per view, they'll fucking mix the shit right out of that. I'd be interested to see what numbers they do on this pay per view tonight, actually, because every fucker was talking about it. you've got all the celebs, ex football players tweeting about it there right now, and that ringside, fucking Micka Richards, Jimmy Carragher, all these shit hawks. So, yeah, I think it would do pretty good numbers. Fucking Eubank, man. Uh, some people reach for the stars, man. That guy reached for the light bulb. <laughs> Uh, Des saying there, Donny Khan retires, book fights Eubank. The chat kicking off saying that it's casual talk and they should both just retire, but I like speculating. So what do you think, Don? Well, I'm just curious, why does Andy, why do you think the uh, Connor Ben fight is a bad fight? I think that's a big step up for him. I think it would be a good ben's one. Ben's already, man. I mean, come on. 
at this point, what's Ben been fighting? Even at this point, Brooke. <sighs> I mean, it would need to happen at 147. Brooke is not going to pull the bait. Oh, he would need to go at 154. If Brooke's going to start pulling pull, pull like the They could do it at 149 or 150, just like they did tonight. Big deal. Oh, mate, no chance. Ben, ben is the future or the face, shall we say, of Eddie's plan for pay-per-view in the zone if it happens. Uh, they've had a major cash injection, wiping off debts. And yeah, they're not, they're not going to take a chance with somebody like that no. out who's outside the promotional no table. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. No chance. Well, unless there was a rematch clause, maybe. But... Yeah. Uh, Rob, uh, but probably think... not. Uh, Khan, obviously, I mean, I can't see him carrying on, especially not working with Eddie. Can you see Brooke wanting to work with Eddie? Is Eddie going to be frozen out here? Yeah, I think he will be. I think um, Adam Smith made some points in, a, in an interview in, during the build-up, because I was all in, to be honest with you. I thought, you know, I criticised the boxer show, the last one, uh, but I thought they did a great job with that. But part of the reason for that is uh, Adam Smith was kind of expanding on the reach that Sky have into other channels, so other, you know... Stations with their network and stuff, and they pull out the full uh, armory for to promote a fight like this. And I think if Brooke is going to fight again, the fight against Eubank on that platform with Boxer makes more sense than trying to set it on an app that's failing. Being honest, and that's not a shot at it. Like honestly, like I said before, the, 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 the notion of of a boxing streaming service that's so cheap and that you know you don't pay for pay per views and everybody fights each other is great, but it's not sustainable and it's not working. So I couldn't see. And I couldn't see Brooke going back to Eddie after, you know, delivering the getting his fight with Khan finally delivered with Ben Shalom. Um, I couldn't see what's in it for him with Eddie. Like. I'm getting ready to watch uh, Jaime Munguia fight. Uh, oh, is, is Ballard on the zone so tonight in just ben a few is on hours. The zone, though, right? Ben is on Hello? the zone, right? Ben is on the zone, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think they offer a fine product on nights because uh, some nights because I don't want to leave the house. What the fuck am I gonna do? I'm gonna Especially sit here and watch boxing. Fucking a! It's cheaper than drinking at the bar. Gabe, did you see anything of the undercard? What what remember, you fancy? Remember, remember when? Remember when when Rob Kelly said, "I have to use my uh, DVR or whatever because if you think I'm staying home." To watch Frank Buglioni on a Saturday night, you got to listen to Yeah, you fucking mind. It's in the intro now. <laughs> Poor Frank Buglioni. Jesus Christ. <laughs> in the Aye, intro, Mr. intro Mr. fame. Mr. Anti Vaxxer. Eddie, uh, Eggy Phil's joined the chat. I haven't seen Eggy Phil for a while, so uh, hello to you. Uh, yeah, Gabe, I was just asking you anything from the undercard that caught your fancy? Fat heavyweights, women's fight, no. it had it all. Oh, mate. No, I just just fun. got home in time for ring walks. And what about Calm uh, Brook next retirement? Or what do you think, Gabe? I mean, yeah, Calm definitely needs to retire. I think if anybody tried to talk him into fighting again, they should be fucking thrown in the ring with two or three fighters at the same time and made to fight them all off. Um, I mean, really, if he's if he's that delusional, then he's already further gone than we fucking thought. Um, but if somebody actually tries to talk him into it, that person needs to get fucking battered. Um, while like most of us, I, I do enjoy, you know, knockouts and I have enjoyed watching Khan particularly get blasted out. Uh, I, I don't want to see the guy get fucking damaged forever. I mean, he's got a fucking family and shit like that, you know? Um, and, and at the end of the day, he is a, he is a, a real human being, so I, I'd prefer rather for him to just retire and not be permanently fucking damaged. I don't think that's a good look for anyone. 
I've never heard right. anyone describe that with a boxer. I mean, but he's a real human being. I, well, I don't know where the fuck that came from. Well, because he acts like such a fucking clown, you know. I mean, he's got this persona. I think a lot of a lot of people in that in sports have that, you know, almost uh, when people look at them, they they look at them crossways like this uh, godlike being because they're an athlete or whatever, you know. But um, I was thinking the other way around, more like Pinocchio, he, you know. I'm a real boy. He is, <laughs> uh, well, I, I get that, but you know, I think he's a, a bit of a. I always sort of caught as a bit of a caricature. You know what I mean? Just like this uh, outsized fucking personality that's. You know what I mean? Just kind of a fucking, like I said, a clown. I don't know any other way to the, to describe him, you know, but I'd rather not see him again. Um, I thought with, with how Kel looked today, I don't know. I mean, I could see him put him in again. I don't know who to put him in with. Uh, I would love it. I, I mean, you know, obviously I've already, you know, mentioned that, that before, and you guys know that I'm, I'm a, I'm a Kel Brook fan. So uh, I would love, absolutely love to see him uh, destroy Keith Thurman. Cause I think he, I think he could on a good night, but I Suck think my dick. The, the, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think I think the good night is uh, much harder to attain than that actual reality of him actually doing it. You know what I mean? So in that regard, I'm going to go with uh, uh, what I would prefer, a uh, retirement on that one. Oh, dear. Uh, Dominic, quick one on the undercard, Natasha Jonas. It was nice that um, she's a nice girl. Ooh. She's a good fighter. It's nice to found her an opponent that she could beat. But, I mean, it's not drawing world titles out of a raffle, is it? Like. You know, it was, it was, I don't, I have to be honest, I don't know much about the women's game. I'm a bit like, uh, I'm a bit like old shoulder roll on, on the, old shoulder roll on the screen there. I, I'm congenitally just not, just not predisposed to, to, to the women fighting, but um, I just, um, she, 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 as I said earlier, that opponent to a bit of a look on, she, she but, um, Tasha Jonas. Oh God, you um, had a technical stroke there. Say that again, sorry. <laughs> um, no, the um, it was the big Fraser Clark. Uh, what anyone know what age he is? About thirty-two or thirty-three, is he? Early he's thirty, 30 mate. Yeah. He's thirty. He's, and he's fucking forty. He's fought far fucking far better than amateurs than what you fought tonight. That was an absolute disgrace. Did you see what Bean's? Bean, Bean blame. Bean blame the opponent on COVID. <laughs> We'll never forget. Think Donnie was in better <laughs> shape than that opponent. Fucking hell, Donnie's <laughs> so in better shape than that fucker. He was <laughs> outrageously bad. He was shame, man. Do you hear what Bean said? Just you know, you were just talking about his commentary. You know how he usually has a big line. You know when the two fighters go back to their corners in the main event before the first bell rings, and it's something like usually it's something like um, light the touch paper or ready for liftoff, and he. <laughs> You know, he loves he loves alliteration, so he came out with this one. He turned around to Macklin and he goes, "A pugilistic picture painted on canvas." <laughs> Fucking hell! Was that was nice of John Fury to pop up on the Sky broadcast? Well, that's good. <laughs> I love. I actually prefer. I prefer listening to Ross imitating Bean than the actual real thing. There's something, there's something very funny about Ross. Um, you fucking said it. Die. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh at those after. Right. No, let's no, move the on. undercard was undercard was absolute yeah. dross. They've dross. 
for me, I think the highlight of that undercard, Steve, was the Bradley Ray knockout. That that uh, that that uh, uppercut knockout was pretty fucking uh, was pretty clean. Oh, it was a good finish. It was a good finish. Uh, it's good to see people um, turning pro, turning over, and moving on. But it was it too showcasey for me. But uh, not not for my taste. Anyway, let's move on ourselves and finish up for the evening. Uh, see what the boys thought overall. Overall, Matty, good night, bad night. What stuck out for you? Would you? In fact, I'll just leave it at that. What stuck out for you? For for me, Steve, I think uh, if you're talking value, I think uh, I, I I got a great thing with my ESPN deal to watch. It was good entertainment. I've enjoyed my day um, of watching boxing thus far. Um, it, it's it's incredible that it was a pay per view fight for you guys over there. But it just goes to show you that nostalgia sells, and as long as the people are buying these things and they're buying the uh, the uh, old uh, the old rivalry fights and things like that. They're going to happen. So um, if, if you want to see fights like this, keep buying the pay-per-views. If you don't, don't buy the pay-per-views. Pay-per-view promotion for Matty there. Nothing for something. It's good to see people get knocked out. A quote from Steve Wellings. I love a good knockout myself. I love a good super chat as well. Uh, Stephen Anthony throws in a 4.49. I'm a patron, but rarely get to tune in live. Keep doing what you do. Joe, leave the impressions to Rob. Leave the impressions to Rob indeed. What was the overriding impression for you tonight then, Rob, of the evening in general? Oh, well, I was very happy for my old friend Natasha winning a world title, jumping up five or six weight classes, uh, which is almost impossible in women's boxing. Uh, but, uh, no, I thought it was, um, I thought it was entertaining. I don't know, like, if that says anything about boxers' position in the in the landscape. I think their their roster is fairly thin, and um, it's hard for them to pop up a good undercard. They're obviously working with prospects and and the, the, you know the leftovers from uh, Eddie's fucking and Frank's uh, stables. So it's tough on them. And I don't mean that in disrespect. It's tough on them. Maybe it's all more based on the kind of thriller style Roy Jones versus Mike Tyson kind of appeal of the what could have been I think it delivered in terms of an event it looked, you know the promotion was brilliant the the, the show was a, a sellout um, but just in terms of Amir like um, it wasn't there was it like it was you never know what he has left until you see it but we saw it early like that there was absolutely nothing um, so I wouldn't read too much uh, into Brooks' performance and, and kind of start you know and putting him in with it like Satarman and all that like I think you know, Amir should obviously retire and hopefully Brooke is not too far away. And both of them made a bit of, bit of money and got out safe. Like, so, good on him. It sounded like you're scratching records. What? <laughs> scratching records. Floyd bringing out NFTs. 1SG UK has thrown in a five out on the Super Chat. Thank you very much. Andrew Thicket, Andy, says highlights. Redemption for Brooke and Jonas. Great crowd, too. Yeah, the crowd seemed like they're having a great time. Sweet Caroline. All sorts was going on there, Andy. Sorry you weren't there for the evening. Yeah, mate, I'm gutted I wasn't there to see two washed up fucking fighters on an absolute <laughs> dog shit undercard, man. I mean, I, I was all over it like a fucking tape worm, you know, passage of a fucking emaciated wino, for fuck's sake. That was absolute dog shit, right? Price. And anybody that paid for it, by the way, you know, he's he fucking deserve it because you know, I know all the money went towards the main event and, you know, but that Fraser Clark opponent is absolute fucking late. It's just bad. Pure, pure shite. Dog shite. I mean, this is a guy who's fought like Victor Vykost and Kukubayev and Jalilov and amateurs and that. And he gets served up that shite for his fucking pro debut. The women's boxing, women's boxing. And, you know, Natasha Jonas went up three weight divisions for that fucking fight, by the way, to win a world title. Right? Think about it. You know, 
like, three weight divisions. It's like fucking man, come on, come on. And she, she's like fucking prime Bobby Hearns. Jesus fucking Christ, <laughs> come on, give me a break here. You know, I give it, I give it. Uh, Matty said, I forget the names at this point. Uh, what was that knockout you said, Matty? Bradley Ray. Uh, you Brad, Bradley Sting Ray. That's who it was. I the lift upper cut was beautiful. That was the best thing about that card. That was shite. Pure fucking pish, man. Um, I'm glad I didn't fucking pay for it, and it was worth. <laughs> it, was worth it was worth having all the issues with my fucking streams and that. But eventually, I came through in the end, and I watched it, and thank fuck I did not pay for it. And I didn't pay for my Inferno twig either because I'm that fucking tight. Don't pay for two Wall Street fighters. Trade off their fucking names. Fuck them. Go oh, to retirement. Man. Leave me alone. Look at Bay Area fight fan. He says, "I'm glad <laughs> folks are waking up to Eddie." Dude, is a snake. Oh no, we're waking up like Dillian White in the garden, man. We've been telling them for the last 10 years. Absolutely. Caning them week in, week out. I hope someone wakes up to him soon. Hey, Jock, you're fucking right. I think, no, he says he's from the Bay Area, so he's obviously in the US. I've noticed a lot of traction in the US on on Hearn Hate lately. Um, From some boxing heads over there, like they're starting to, they're starting to wake up to him, dude. You're right. You're onto something. Fucking Gabe's in and out of here like a fucking Baptist uh, in the coat room of a of a strip joint. Like, uh, should I go? I don't want to go. I, I don't. Yeah, I'll go in. Yeah, leave that one alone, Matthew. Leave that one alone. Gabe, what's going the on? Power of Brass compels me. Gabe, Eddie's a snake according to Bay Area fight fan. That's disgraceful commentary. What do you think? Yeah, he's fucking spot on that boy. I think Bay Area fight fan knows what the fuck is going on around here. Yeah, uh, he's podcast going on his panel. <laughs> I mean, I, I think Steve. If anything, I think I think you might be the asshole for asking such a stupid question here. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't be the first I time. Mean, <laughs> everyone knows that the guy's a, a fucking piece of shit. I mean, this is nothing new, and Dude. it's it's. Uh, Come on, man. I mean, There's it's, no it's a little bit sad at this point that people still fall for his bullshit. But I mean, anywhere you look on the internet, you know. Uh, and you'll see there's always some dumb shit somewhere that has, that has just been suckered in by the, the, uh, snake there. So, I mean, I, I, if that guy, yeah, I, I, anything that comes out of his mouth, you just automatically believe, should believe the opposite. Um, was for a year that fucking Joshua Fury was, was literally weeks away from getting signed a fucking year, man. Yeah, no, I mean, that was that was one of the worst ones. Uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, that was, it lasted forever. And he kept on saying it. And everybody kept on, like, you know, Drink buying it. into it. And, and to the point life. where... Ed, 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 give me a life. Please tell me about it, please. Uh, it's any day, mate. Any day, next week. I wonder, though. I wonder, did Ed, did he, did he get let up the garden path himself? The king of leading people up the garden path. Did his own, like, con him. And because he was running around feeding all this information that they had a billion dollar budget and the pay per view was dead, and then they were like, oh, "Well, actually, no, man, we're fucking four billion in the hole here, and we have to start charging pay per view." <laughs> you know what I mean? Build his own fucking brand. That's what you're doing. The fucking yeah, I think, I think we're fucking stupid. Hey, to be fair, Andy, he gives us a lot of good. He gives us a lot of good promotion, though. Really want to go around and start researching my interviews from five years ago, which I think was longer than that from the Frankie Gavin part on it, four or five years ago. Jesus Christ, get yourself a life. 
Firstly, oh my God, I found this clip from Herm six years ago. Oh, the forums are going to love this one. Oh, you wait till I tell my mates on the boxing um, nutters messenger group. Oh, they're going to, oh, I'm going to be the king. Fuck's sake, get a life. That guy is such a piece of shit. I love that shoulder roll, man. That's fucking prime Floyd. Oh, I'm shaking in the clip. You wouldn't catch Ben Shalom going on with that kind of nonsense, would you? Ben nah. Shalom's a good stand-up guy. Give it time. He's raging tonight. I bet you when he's seen Khan and Brute walk out to a full arena with all the lights in the fucking background, people, all, all the casuals lapping in. He's fucking fuming that he's not getting his 20%, and I love the fucking thought about that. Evening, Ed. <laughs> right, Gabe. Get what time is it there, Gabe? What's that? What time is it there? 6.40 p.m. What are you doing with the rest of your evening? Central time. Uh, yeah, I'm like Matty. I've, I've got uh, uh, the zone for Mungia. He looked like fucking shit at the weigh-in, or after the weigh-in. Um, and so I'm hoping to see him get blasted to bits, uh, this evening. Um, but other than that, you know, not a whole lot, you know, just hanging out, kicking back, watching some fights. I thought you had a clan meeting tonight. No, that's on fucking, that's on the, uh, the, uh, fourth Saturday of every month. You stole the Grand Wizard, though. <laughs> of course, he's talking about the, the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> right, Janice Joplin, overriding thoughts for this evening, Donny. What did, what did you take from it? Well, I think the Amir Khan Kelbrook fight <clears throat> takes its place as a regional and lesser version <clears throat> of um, fights that we've seen before between rivals, uh, except it happened way past the expiration date. Tyson Lewis, Floyd Manny, and Con Brook. It happened because it had to happen, and the finances made sense for it to happen. But at the time it happened, it really didn't mean as much as it could have at one time. And uh, it's unfortunate that we didn't get it, but it was still meaningful. That was yeah, fucking break, brilliant, Danny. That was like the HBO fucking monologues at the end of Larry Martin. It happened. It happened. Unreal, Donny. I can't believe it. And and you did it without wearing glasses to make you look like a sixty-year-old lesbian. Try not a little bitch. Right, Dominic, close us out. Overriding thoughts, Brookcon. Yeah. Anyone who colludes and can't even entertain the notion of fighting again should be should be ashamed, I think. And uh, Brooke, if, if he fights again, I'd like to see him beat Eubank just because it can't stand Eubank. But um, just uh, Stuart Andy saw it delighted that Eddie's been shunted out, and I think I think he's being I think the I think he's being pushed into the margins. There seems to be a bit of a understanding other promoters get Eddie into the margins, so um, I can get I can well get behind that, Steve. Absolutely. Well said. Thanks to everybody who's jumped on this evening. We've had Gabe, Donny, Matty. They're all coming out for the big fight. Andy's here as well. Dominic's joined us and so is Rappy Rob Kelly. Shout out to all the Super Chatters. David Coleman, Chris Burns, Pavel Senkovs, Stephen Anthony and 1SG UK. Hopefully I've covered everybody. We'll catch you all for episode I think we're on 462 tomorrow evening. Matty will be in the hot seat 
Looking forward to dissecting the fight. Aussie will be with us as well. And looking ahead to Taylor Catchall and everything else that's going on. Uh, Mungir against Demetrius Ballard as well, which is happening in a few hours. I've been Steve Wellings. Catch you tomorrow night. Love you all and bye. Peace. Tell us about the tattoos. Shut the fuck up, oh, you yeah. little prick. But then I've got the phoenix. Hey, prick. So I'll take it from Bob every day of the week. An absolute disgrace. I'm sure this... no one will mind. Move him out of here, Darren. Ricky had to go over for his fighter because he risked getting abducted and sold into sexual I never said that. <laughs> Both have been rape victims. I'm not watching Frank Buglioni live on Saturday night. Get out of your mind. Jesus Christ, get yourself a life. He's actually a uh, priest. Yeah, yeah. It's because his brother John Fury eye gouged him. What have I told you all this time? He's going to end up sucked out, fucked out, looking for a handout. Boxing, um, nutters, messenger group. Oh, they're going to, oh, I'm going to be the king. Jay Pump, you know what I'm saying? Sports Social Podcast Network.